Hi, I'm John Kennedy, and welcome back to the Think Business Podcast powered by Bank of Ireland. Today, I talked to Dr. Sarah Burke, CEO of an Irish company called Skytech, whose technology is used on the International Space Station, about how Irish technology is playing a role in space exploration and how her company's technology has a myriad of further uses, including in areas like risk. Not many people know this, but there is Irish technology that's out of this world. Uh, a Dublin company called Skytech has its technology aboard the International Space Station, has been aboard for the last 15 years. And I'm talking today to Sarah Burke, who heads up the company called Skytech. Sarah, welcome aboard the Think Business podcast. Hi, John. Thank you for having me. Delighted to have you. Uh, tell, tell us about the company, first of all, how, how it all began, because we we have many many entrepreneurs and many many businesses and and one of the characteristics sometimes I think it's mainly because we're an island people but we sometimes have to think outside the box and think globally but you guys you guys are you guys are out of this world you're thinking of space and uh, tell tell us about how the company began working on on how you basically began working on on this technology in this area. Well, I, I suppose um, the company is jointly owned uh, by myself and Paul Kiernan, who is our chief technical officer. The company started about 18 years ago now. And um, I'm one of these people that kind of fell into the space industry rather than always wanted to be in the space industry. My business partner, Paul, would probably have a different view. He always loved space. But the company started, I mean, my history was I had done a PhD in uh, Trinity in the area of strategic management. My One of my first jobs was uh, to set up what was called the Campus Companies Programme in Ireland to try and get kind of universities to commercialize their research and young graduates. And uh, through that, I met Paul. And that's how the company began. Uh, we very much started, uh, web technologies were just starting then. So it started really as a kind of a web technology company. And then we secured a small contract from the European Space Agency via Enterprise Ireland. I think at the time, the contract was very small. And I think it was like €25,000 or something. That's how it began. Uh, we had a small little project and we really kind of over-delivered, if you want to put it that way. Our technology was ahead of its time. They were really impressed. And we moved on to another contract and another contract question that I get asked most often, I suppose, is how in the name of God did a company like Skytech land up having a core piece of technology on board the International Space Station? Our technology is fundamental to everything that happens in the space station. Uh, everything that the astronauts do is controlled by a system called IPV, International Procedural Viewer. How we managed to, to kind of um, become part of the whole system was, you know, a Back, I think it was a long time ago now, and um, the various partners of the space station, NASA, the European Space Agency, the Japanese, the Russians, always prevent, all, all presented their version of uh, IPV. They all felt that um, the Skytech system was uh, more advanced. And that's how the, the relationship started and has continued today. And I think we're one of the very few um, companies in Europe that um, that work with NASA. And the technology itself, I mean, would it be correct to kind of describe it almost like a, an operating system for running a space station? Or is it more really to kind of make sure procedures are followed and that it just keeps everyone in line and all the documentation you need, all the various things? Because, you know, while, while, you know, we mostly drive around in cars and we have a manual for our cars, uh, if something goes wrong in space, I mean, that could be fairly serious. Um, we could pull over our cars to the side of a road, but I don't think you can do much when you're when you're orbiting the Earth. 
Yeah, I, I think if, if you look at it, the system um, IPV has, if you look at the old system of IPV, it's evolving all the time. Okay, so we started off, if you can imagine, it is, if you, you're kind of really putting all the technical manuals of the International Space Station onto a computer system. That's probably in its most simple form. And what it does is it, it's, it's making sure the procedures are followed, but it's more guiding the astronauts because if you can imagine, there's only you know, six people on board that can underdo ta- undertake tasks. So let's say if you've got some scientific experiment and something goes wrong um, with the experiment, somebody has to be able to fix it, okay? So there's hundreds of, th- hundreds of experiments going up fairly regularly. So what our system does is, is that every task on board the space station has a procedure, numerous procedures, and our system just walks the astronaut through what needs to be done. It's working on the premise that you don't need to know, you just need to be you know, walk through what you need to do. So we started off really with it, you know, kind of walking through people. And now we're investigating mobile technologies. We're using augmented reality. So the system has evolved over time, um, you know, as technology has moved forward. So at the moment, there's 14,000 procedures stored on the, um, on IPV. Very good. And do you see other applications for it? Because I, I don't doubt that, uh, you know, winning a deal or a contract to supply something as important as the International Space Station is lucrative enough. But do you see maybe the technology pivoting uh, to th- applications on the ground or in in various scenarios, like, you know, let's say building management, where you have similar, I'd imagine not so much very similar, but, you know, you still need to access operational guidelines and procedures on various things that are used. Do you, do you see uh, any 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 um, other on-the-ground applications for this technology as well as in space? Yeah, interestingly, uh, Skytech has worked with um, and has been a partner with Airbus for a number of years. So um, Skytech is currently involved um, with Airbus in kind of adapting IPV for the assembly integration and testing of satellites. Again, you've got very complex procedures um, that you need to make sure that people follow. So from that point of view, we're currently working with Airbus um, in, in, from, from that perspective. And then we've also uh, developed a system called IPV Marine. Uh, again, it's, you know, ships at sea, um, lots of procedures, lots of processes. So the system can be you know, as kind of simple as you want it to be, but it can also handle the most complex tasks. So where there's lots of, uh, where you're trying to maybe help people do a task, like let's say you're in the middle of nowhere and you don't know how to do something. The system is kind of designed to kind of walk you through, take you down particular paths and try and help you solve a problem. So there's lots of applications in non-space. And Skytech as a company itself has kind of pivoted into the insurance industry. And that's combining our IPV technology with some of our Earth observation technology. And we've just kind of signed a strategic relationship with Aon, uh, one of the big uh, players in the insurance industry. So that's really kind of Skytech's big commercial focus um, at this moment in time. Um, one of the things that I find fascinating about your company is its global vision. I mean, um, you know, the fact that you run a business here from Dublin, but mostly exclusively your your your, your customer base is, is purely international, or at least it seems to me, but that, you know, you're, you're dealing with such giant companies um from from building uh, a, a company like skytech what 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 lessons do you think there's in this for other companies in ireland i mean i mean what you do obviously your technology is unique but from the point of view of you know 
going global, thinking big, you know, realizing that you could be a company in Dublin, but you can deal with the likes of Airbus or NASA or, or other companies. What lessons are in that for other other entrepreneurs who may be building companies today that, you know, 15 years from now could be, not, you know, as, as successful as Skytech? Um, well, I, I suppose um, kind of starting off, I think one of the main things, I suppose, with the contract the European Space Agency gave us was that understanding of the requirements if you want to operate in the space industry. It's very rigorous. The documentation is very rigorous. There's lots of, um, you know, you really need to understand the level of paperwork, I suppose, involved in. It's not even about developing the software or the technology. It's actually documenting everything you do, understanding their processes, understanding how they operate. And it's also, you know, they're really interested in the technologies, they're really interested in small companies, but it really takes them a long time to trust you. That would be what I would think that, you know, um, now some people get very lucky and it's very quick, but with us, it was always a kind of a slow, you know, they, they didn't go from, you know, 25,000 to l- much larger sums. They kind of drip fed us, if, if that mm. makes sense, in the early days. And now they know us and they trust us and all that. But it was a kind of a longer process than, you know, I suppose when you start off in these, these things, it, it was longer than we probably, uh, it took a while for them to trust us and, and, um, and kind of give us large your contracts if that makes sense uh, what are your thoughts on the on the bigger picture around space i mean uh, we all grew up uh, in the aftermath of um, america putting a man on the moon in 1969 and you know we it's it almost feels for a long time it all kind of stopped uh, yeah there was a few sh- few you know shuttles uh, some 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 uh, great great efforts to to go out to space the building of the international space station but suddenly now you see uh, a lot more talk uh, particularly like when you see people like Elon Musk who build SpaceX rockets uh, various tech billionaires who have different takes on trying to get to Mars. You know, we haven't really gone back to the moon since we went there first. Uh, what are your thoughts on on the overall ambitions around space? And uh, no doubt, obviously, your technology and its success on the International Space Station would obviously be a go-to technology for whoever wants to go further in space. But what are your thoughts on the, the rekindling of uh, a passion for exploration? Well, I mean, I suppose I'm um, similar to yourself. I mean, I, I was, you know, a very small baby when um you know when when um the the moon landing and i suppose if you look back it's 50 odd years and you you would think i suppose back then they thought that everybody would probably be living in mars and things like that i i think what's really happened in the last few years and we've seen it ourselves is the commercial operators are coming in now you have um spacex you have boeing very heavily involved you have virgin and I think that this, to me, seems like it's kind of game-changing, if that makes sense. It seems to be having a lot of money, a lot of commitment, a lot of resources. And then I suppose what people also forget about space is people are thinking about traveling to Mars and all that kind of stuff. But space is also fundamental to how we operate. I mean, most kind of train doors use GPS or mobile phones, satellite all the contact tracing apps now for COVID, they're all relying on, on space technology. So I suppose that there's two different aspects to space and what, how space has changed. One is kind of going, living in, in Mars, and that's very, very tricky. It's not so much um, kind of getting to Mars per se, but it's having people nine months in a very small aircraft, you know, for a nine-month period to get there 
And, you know, so there's a lot of issues. And then I suppose people feel in the world there's more pressing issues than getting people to live on Mars. And they're kind of, what would you call, their um, moral, ethical, I don't know, societal decisions that people have to make. But I also think that there's been vast improvements um, you know, with, with kind of satellites and satellite capabilities and, and GPS and all that. Mm. And, you know, so I think that that's huge. Well, that's, that's kind of interesting because uh, I, I, I think some people think we've, what we've done to this planet, you know, for, for humanity to survive thousands of years into the future, and we may have to leave this planet if we've me- messed it up. But then again, you think, hold on a minute. I don't think there's, a, we don't know for sure there's anywhere else to go right now, but we do have the ability to kind of monitor what goes on in this planet better. We do have the technologies to, you know, offset the damage that, you know, mass industrialization has done over the last 200 years. Um, you know, do, do you see, do you see space technology playing, playing uh, a role in helping to heal this planet and making it a better place to live? Oh, without a doubt. I mean, if you, if you see, I suppose the best example of the importance of space is that you see the U S now they have the U S Navy, the U S Air Force, and now they have the U.S. space, okay? So they see it as not only being fundamental to, but they even feel fundamental to protecting America. The view is is that world wars in the future will be fought, you know, using technology versus soldiers, if you want to put it that way. Mm. So I think it's front and center of any country's kind of defense policy now is space. And in terms of a lot of, um, another side of Sky to Business Earth observation, And I mean, it really is fascinating now what you can see from space. I mean, and when you talk about protecting the planet, it's now possible, uh, you know, a satellite can see, you know, changes in water color, people, you know, doing illegal activities like illegal fishing and things like that. So the technology is emerging now that we can kind of better kind of control and monitor kind of bad actors and them doing things that they shouldn't be doing. And I, I think that that's um, kind of huge. We were involved in a project there um, a number of years ago. It was a new project called Sagres, and it was about finding kind of illegal kind of people being trafficked, illegal migrants in the Mediterranean. And it was only a trial operation, but the system was able to pick up a raft. Now, we were only the partners in the project. It wasn't, we were just one part of a bigger project. But the, um, you know, the technology was able to pick up a raft um, at sea and if if the technology wasn't there that there was like 30 people on board most of them women and children and if it hadn't have been for the trial taking place that day and us actually happening to come upon a disaster you know these people would have definitely drowned so that's where technology can come to play very good and, and the company itself as you say it's evolved over the years you know to win some some very good contracts and very good partners well, the space tech industry in Ireland, uh, though, it's are, are there many companies like yours? I mean, I know everyone, not everyone's doing the same thing you are doing, but I imagine there, there are other companies that might be making other aspects of space technology that could be used. How, how big of an industry is it in Ireland? Is it still very small or, or has it grown in, in recent years? Yeah, I mean, I think that um, within, within Ireland, I, I think Enterprise Ireland are responsible for the European kind of space agency budget. And over the years, they have really tried to, encourage smaller companies to enter the space industry. One of the things that we find is that if you go to companies and, you know, the European Space Agency, Airbus and NASA are clients of yours, 
you tend to not have credibility issues, if that makes sense. And I think that that's a kind of a, a, a good badge. And it's also very good training ground. But it's not the easiest industry to, to start off in, if that mm. makes sense. Um, it, you know, there is a learning curve with it. I think the, the big issue is always going to be when you're dealing with a, you know, when you're dealing with a small country is its budget, okay? Um, the Irish budget versus, say, you know, the UK or the French or the German budget. I mean, we're, you know, the budget, I think, is 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 probably too low for, you know, Ireland to be a big player, if that makes sense. And then, mm. you know, any company in Ireland, I think, to be a big player. It just, the budget isn't there. Very good. And the company itself, how, 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 how have you guys grown and, and what are your plans for the future? Well, I suppose, as I said earlier, um, we've taken really, which is exactly what I suppose the objective of Enterprise Ireland and the government here is, is that to try and put money into the European Space Agency to try and take the technology. And this is for the European Space Agency as well. It's not just about going to Mars. It, it's not just about kind of, you know, satellites and all that. It's about taking the space technology and bringing it to industry. And I suppose they, you know, ESA would say that we're a really good example of um, how to successfully do that. And I think the, the best example would be that we we did a project a number of years ago where we took a lot of um, the space technology to try and monitor uh, waters for legal activity, um, the various seas and things like that. And we've been able to take that technology now and bring it to the insurance industry to help them better manage um, their portfolios of risk around the world. So that is a very good, what they call technology transfer, where we've taken space technology and now we're bringing it into the insurance industry. And that's the big focus of, for SkyTech at this moment in time. Like we're, we're just launching a uh, product now um, in the next couple of weeks for the hurricane uh, season, where um, an insurance industry or an insurance company can upload their portfolio and as a storm is emerging in the seas, you know, around Florida or wherever, that they can actually see if there's any assets, be it, um, you know, vessels offshore uh, in, the, in, the, in the cone of uncertainty in the eye of the storm. And um, so that's what we're doing at this moment in time is trying to kind of take those technologies, space technologies, you know, move them into in the insurance industry. Brilliant. Sarah, thank you so much for your time. That was really great. And, and congratulations again on, on, on being a, a huge part of the humanities march into space. All right, okay. Thank you. Lovely talking to you.